Good morning, everyone. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here at Cross Point. It's great to see all of you here today. Uh, today is Small Group Sunday, and uh, you know we just had a Small Group Sunday. Uh, f- I think it was four months ago. So some of you might be thinking, "Why are we? Ha- we just did this four months ago. Why are we doing another Small Group Sunday?" And the short answer is because small groups are extremely important to us. And we believe that God, in fact, we've seen it time and time again, that God uses small groups to strengthen people's faith, to help them live life following Jesus through extremely difficult times. We've seen um, in small groups, we've seen relationships formed and burdens carried and faith strengthened and, and people empowered to to follow Jesus. And that's what really small groups are all about. It's not just about Sunday, coming on Sundays, you know, hearing the message preached and singing with your brothers and sisters in Christ. There's there's way more to the church than that. In fact, we believe small groups are really the foundation of who we are as Cross Point Church. Small groups small groups are the heart of our church, I would say. And uh, normally on a Sunday morning, you know, at this time, myself or someone else on the teaching team would come up and preach about a 30 to 35 minute message, or if you're Phil, a 45 minute message, (laughs) which I appreciate. I mean, it's like you're getting a bonus 10 minutes with Phil, and I, just making an observation, brother. And, uh, but today we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to have John and Jen Tepfer uh, come up here on stage, um, which you guys can come up now if you're in here. I hope you I was over. I was looking over you, um, and I'm going to ask them a few questions, and then actually you're going to hear from each one of our three elders. And um, I, I think we don't hear we don't hear from them enough, and um, and they just want to share something with you. Um, and so we're going to do that after after we're done here. I did want to point something out to you before. Um, before um, we have this conversation, is in your bulletins this morning, there's an insert that looks like this. It says small groups. And so today we're doing something a little different. If you are not in a small group and you would like to join one, we're going to ask you, and this isn't just for people, if if you're not in a small group, or if you are in a small group, you can fill this out as well. But we're going to ask for some information so just so that we can follow up with you. And we're going to ask you uh, the age range that you are that you would fit into, um, your children and ages of your children. Do you need childcare? What's your availability? And that will give us an idea of which small group is going to work best for you. We do. We are launching a new small group um, this winter, very soon, and they're ready to go. And we want to add as many people as we can to that group. So. If, it, if the day and time works out for you, we would love to put you in that group so we can start a new group together. And uh, that's going to be led by Aaron Elkhorn and his wife, Tammy. And I, I've been on Aaron for many years to, join, uh, to lead a small group. He's a great facilitator. Um, he's a great teacher. And he's just someone who, um, who is a great listener and understands people. I think it's going to be a great small group environment. And that's going to meet in their home in uh, Greendale. And um, so I'm really excited about that. And uh, But if that group doesn't work, we'll find a group where you can get plugged into and just start to get to know people. So please pull this out. If you don't have one, you're going to want to grab one of these um, from one of the bulletins today before you leave. And you can just drop it in one of the buckets on the back table before you leave here today so that we can have those and we can follow up with you. So...
that to you. I don't think I need one. So, John and Jen, I want to thank you guys for being willing to subject yourselves to this today. Um, Excited to hear from from you. Um, John and Jen have been in a small group for about a year, maybe? I think we just started it uh, about a year ago this time, a year last year. Okay. Okay. How, How well did you know the people in your small group before you joined the group? We didn't know anybody in our group before we started. So you literally were just meeting these people when you, start to, when you started to go? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Um, have there been any obstacles to your group um, developing, you know, trust for one another and growing in your relationships together? Have there been any obstacles along the way? Um. I think there's always obstacles when you're meeting new people, uh, especially in a group setting in someone's home, you know. It, um, but I, 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 I seem to think that in our group it seemed to, you know, melt away pretty quickly. Uh, people were pretty open and honest right from the very beginning. And I think that really sets the tone for the rest of the, you know, for how the group is going to go. And uh, it was just really neat to see that, and it still is that way today. So it's, it's really nice to see the honesty and the openness that uh, people bring to share. It's, uh, you know, it's not... You know, you're, let's just bring a smiley face on Sunday and show everybody that everything is great uh, all the time because life does happen. And, you know, that's why the group comes into play so we can help and support each other. So speaking of honesty and openness, have, have there ever been times where someone shared something in the group and it was like, whoa, <laughs> like it was awkward or you just weren't ready for it or... Anything like that? Has there ever been moments like that? Well, I think, you know, in any group, because you start developing a relationship with the people that you're in your group with, I think there's times that, you know, things may be said or things may be felt that, you know, life happens and and you share those things uh, in your group. And I think the the biggest part of that is uh, no matter what is shared, there's there's loving support and um, just the bringing it back to okay what what can we do as a group to support you and um, how can we focus on God and and what He's able to do to nurture you through the situation. Okay, so when someone does share something like my life is in trouble or, you know, our marriage is in trouble or things like that. Like, they're, they're honest about something going on. It's not like people are shocked by that. I think that I probably say something every week that shocks people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I, again, I, I think that that also helps open the door for other people to do that. You know, I, I, you, know you guys, the more you'll get to know me, I... I it can be pretty inappropriate at times and not too like vulgarly, but I'll just say sometimes what comes to thought without, you know, thinking it through. And, um, but that also kind of, I think that breaks the fences down for other people to also just say, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. And I really need to let some people in on this. And, um, you know, I know for Jen and I, that's been a a godsend for us to be able to do that in a, in a group of of small group like that. That's thank you. Um, how have the people in your group demonstrated God's love for you? Well, I have to say, honestly, um, 
I'm very open in group, but if I have something going on, I, I won't necessarily ask for help. Um, so I haven't asked really for anything thus far, but I, I do trust wholeheartedly that if I, if I did bring something up that, that I was struggling with, um, I know for a fact, I, we, we do prayer, you know, during, during uh, our groups, and I know if there is something going on, uh, I will bring that up in prayer, and I know that uh, we pray for each other during the week, and I know that others uh, reciprocate that and, and pray for me during the group as well as, um, and I know we, we've had a couple individuals that, that have been pretty ill in our group, um, and, and we've had the opportunity to, to pray on them and, and to, to just love on them and be there for them. Okay. Has anyone in your group ever had to forgive you for something? Well, then again, <laughs> they have. Um, Again, sometimes I just uh, I just get a little too comfortable, and I'll just fly off the cuff, and uh, and so I probably need forgiveness every week. Um, but again, people are, are uh, accepting, uh, which is a great word because we all really do need to to accept each other. And um, you know, again, it's nothing that is completely inappropriate. It's just sometimes I, things come out, and I, I think everybody's capable of it, um, but. For some reason, I just seem to be filled with it sometimes. <laughs> uh, but no, there's no doubt that I've had to ask for forgiveness for a couple of times, and uh, I've um, been given it, uh, which is a blessing. Okay. Hey, um, has anyone in your group helped you, either one of you or both of you, get through a difficult time in your life, or have you been able to do that for someone else? Um, well, and again, I, you know, I... I have difficulty asking people for help. I, I don't have difficulty asking for prayer because I know how powerful prayer is. But if I have a struggle going on, I, I typically haven't asked. But that's going to now be a challenge for me to, now that I've verbalized it to all of you, um, that I'm going to have to make sure that I do Jen that. needs help. Everyone <laughs> knows that. She needs Can't help. Can't you tell? Um, but, but blessedly, you know, I, our group is, again, there's a level of cohesion that happens uh, in a group when, when you get connected with a group. You become real and, and you share what's going on. And, and we've had the opportunity to, to be there for, for some other members in our group that have had some difficulties going on. Uh, one of our uh, service projects, we actually uh, did a yard cleaning um, and which was which was really a blessing, and we actually decided as a group that, and the weather was getting cold at the time, but we've talked about as a group, we could kind of do a house hopping for each of the members in the group and just kind of help out if there's things going on at their house, things, you know, painting, yard work, anything like that. So we're talking about that as a, as a future goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. But if I could just touch on yeah. that a second. So... Um, Jen and I kind of had a, a rough year, which we've had a lot of rough years. Um, but so we've gone through some financial struggles and we've gone through, you know, relationship, uh, just being marriage struggles. And um, so we've been able to ask for prayer through that. And uh, um, it just makes it a lot easier to be able to open up and, you know, and we don't share every dirty little detail that's going on. But just the fact that we're telling some people, uh, letting some people know that there's stuff going on in our lives and that we do need help. You know, we can't. We don't know how to do this all the time. And, um, you know, through a group 
and through other people that are either in a re- in, in a relationship or are married, and you know they can also you know we don't try to get into telling each other what we should or shouldn't do, but you know sometimes you get some really good feedback that's been helpful for us, and it, it, in direction as well as to where we might be able to go for some resources if we need further assistance. So that has just really been cool for us. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, and we're still working on that. You know, again, our relationship is always a work in progress, and. If we haven't asked for prayer, we need it. <laughs> yes. Okay, last question. What, what would you say is the number one reason that you get together with your small group regularly? To eat. The food. <laughs> <laughs> That's the honesty you were talking about. That's good. No, I... Seriously? You know, no, seriously, yeah. Uh, so food really, I mean, when you think of Jesus and his disciples breaking bread together, um, there really is a bond that happens when you break bread together. And um, it, it really helps to um, just just lighten the mood. And then with a with a filled stomach, then you can get your spirit filled um, by, by talking about about the word. So, um, yes, we joke about the food, but, um, yeah, there, there really is a twofold benefit to that, um, filling the stomach and then the spirit. So that's what I would say to that. Love that. Well, thank you guys for sharing this morning. Let me just uh, pray for you before, before we move on here. God, I thank you so much for using John and Jen to, to strengthen our church and to encourage us here today. I thank you, God, so much for the small group, for uh, Stan and Diane's small group, and how they, you have used them to strengthen their faith. And we pray, God, that you would continue to use uh, these groups to build Christ-centered relationships, God, that honor you, and that as our elders come and share now, God, that you would use them as well to encourage us, that our service would be honoring to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you so much, you guys. All right, I don't remember which elder was going to come up first. Uh, Don's coming up first, so I'll have Don come up. As Don makes his way up, I just wanted to, um, just a point of clarification. For those of you who, this is like brand new to you. You don't have no idea, you've never been in a small group before. A small group is basically a, a group of about anywhere from 8 to 16 people. Not, some of our groups are bigger or smaller, but um, that get together about every other week and they just they pray for each other. They um, they go through some discussion questions, sometimes related to the message from Sunday. Sometimes it's a, a something else they're going through, and they just encourage each other. They build friendships. They eat together, and and they're really there to develop um, a, a kind of brotherhood in Jesus, and to 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 solidify your walk with Christ, because we're not called to do this on our own. We're, we we are we, we can't do it on our own. We need community. We need fellowship. We need that to be able to finish this race, right? And so that's what small groups are all about. Thanks. Well, good morning. It's truly a blessing, isn't it, to see someone like John and Jen be part of our Cross Point Church? And I look out and see so many of you. And it's just amazing that God has brought so many wonderful, fantastic people to this church. Praise the Lord for what he's doing here. It's fantastic. So I'm semi-in charge of the small group uh, ministry. Uh, I just volunteered to do that. I've sensed the, the need to do that about a year ago. So before I start talking about the value of small groups, again, our church is in a very um, fantastic situation. 
If you were to say that maybe we have about 150 adults attending Crosspoint, at this particular time, 115 of you are involved in small groups. That's 78% of this church. If you went to any other church and asked them their percentages, I know that it would never be anywhere near 78%. That is a wonderful testimony to to who you are as a, a bunch of believers that are gathered together to further the gospel of Christ. And so I just want to commend all of you for being involved in small groups. I think it's a a great testimony for our church. Now, if you don't mind putting the first slide up for me, Tim. What I want to talk a little bit about today is do you attend or do you belong? So I just uh, Googled up attend, and attend means that you come. You come every week and praise the Lord that you do. We are so thankful that you do attend here. But the bigger question is, do you belong? And honestly, the only way you can belong to a church is by actually being involved in the church. And the way you can really belong to the church, I believe, is actually through relationships. And the best way to actually develop relationships is in small groups. You can hear John and Jen Jen today talking about the fact that they knew no one in their group But I guarantee you, after about two weeks of going to that small group, when they came in on Sunday mornings, they knew those people, and they sought those people out and said, good morning, and how are you, and how's life treating you, and so on and so forth. And they probably couldn't have said that before then. And so to to me, it's important to, to you and to me as an elder in this church that you actually belong to this church. I want you personally to feel like this is your church And the things that go on in this church, you're just as responsible for as anyone that's in leadership in this church. That's important to me. Now, you know what I like about the Bible is the Bible gives us lots of great principles. It gives us lots of great truths. It gives us lots of great stories. And in Acts 2, 42 to 47, you know, it actually gives us a template for what small groups actually are. I mean, it just spells it right out for you. It doesn't make it hard. And just to give you a little background is what happened is Peter was preaching at that time and declaring the gospel and people were being saved. And the natural inclination from there on out was to get together. And that's what small groups are. You get together. And so I just wanted to highlight a few things that you should expect from a small group And if you're not in a small group, this should be a great encouragement to you to actually want to participate. First of all, you're devoted. And, you know, I think of our small group, and I'm going to use ours as probably the main example here because obviously we live real life in our small group. When we get together, the one thing that you can sense is that our people are interested in each other, and most of them did not know each other beforehand either. And so when they get together, you can just tell that they're genuinely interested in each other and want to know what's going on in their lives. And they can share what they want to share and not share what they don't want to share. And yet on this, at the same time, there's a definite um, strong bond that is developed simply because we are devoted to each other. And we're devoted to teaching and fellowship. So, you know, in, in all small groups, there should be teaching involved. You should actually be able to walk away from a small group every time that you meet and learn something from God's Word or be reintroduced to something in God's Word or be challenged, certainly, that God's Word is actually instilled in your life and you're actually living it on a day-to-day basis. That should be one of the actual fruits 
of being in a small group. And what's a better way to build your faith than actually go to God's word, see it applied, live it out in your lives, and let others see exactly what you've learned. And so to me, the idea of uh, small groups teaching and fellowship is a genuine uh, cornerstone of what should be happening. And then you look at the word together. You know, in our small group, we do a lot of things together. We, we do a lot of things that are important. We talk, uh, we eat, we share. But you know, some of the other things that we do that maybe wouldn't necessarily be things that you would think of from a small group. And actually, John and Jen touched on this, so I thought it was great that they did. But you know, there are needs in your small group that come about. And in our particular small group, what we do is we do them together. So for example, if one of our people in our, in our small group, or maybe even somebody not in our small group, we find out, find out there's a need, what we do is we say to the small group, you know, we, let's go over to someone in someone's house, uh, we've done this a number of times, and let's actually help them because they can't take care of their home right now because maybe their age or whatever the case may be. And you know, sometimes you would get two or three people to show up for these type of things, not our small group. I would say probably at least 75% of our small group will say, I'm there. I'm ready to go. And they look forward to it. I know when we do the a la carte every year, you can be guaranteed our small group will have their names all over, scattered all over. And then you know what we do afterwards? We go out to eat. Those are the kind of things that you should be doing together. It's great to study God's word together. It's great to experience God's word together. But you should be living your life together. And what a great way to actually start developing bonds so that when you do have something going on in your life, you're not necessarily scared or worried about sharing it with the rest of your group because, frankly, you know each other very intimately because you've done things together that maybe seem somewhat minimal or not that important. But, you know, to that person's life that you've actually done that for, they are so blessed that you just can't be, go beyond what, what they've experienced. And we are even more blessed by the fact that we actually get to do these things. When we, when we go to the a la carte, for example, Susie, she loves to talk. I mean, she can't wait to get out there and just share about our church with people that she doesn't know. On the other hand, uh, Brad and Marina Fryart, they're not all the big talkers. They like to stay in the background and hand out snow cones. What a great example of how the body should function. Just a great example. And every small group certainly has those uh, individual talents within their small group. Um, we definitely eat together, and so that is an important facet. And if your small group doesn't, I would like to encourage you to try it. Just try it. Start something small. You don't have to have these big, grandiose things. I know this Tuesday we're having lasagna. Nice. So, again, there's nothing wrong with sharing a meal together. It's actually a great way to actually, as John and Jen alluded to, it just gives you a chance to sit down next to people and talk about life. And life doesn't always mean that you're going to talk about Christ every moment of that, of that time together, but certainly that will start to par, uh, come about. And, you know, praising God is an important fact of being in a small group. One of the ways that you can praise God is by being encouragement to each other. And the way that you can encourage each other is, first of all, showing interest. Second of all, sharing concerns. Third of all, never judging. And fourth of all, actually doing something to encourage them. 
And so I would encourage all of you, the one way that you can be encouraged in your life is by being part of a small group. Because again, that's what the small group should be accomplishing. They should be encouraging you in your life. They should be building you up. They should be teaching you. They should make sure that your life in Christ is actually moving forward and you know it. And so to me, those are all excellent reasons why you should be in a small group. And the last thing that I thought was really important was add to their number. Do you know back in that time, because people were so inspired by what was being taught to them and what they were experiencing personally in their lives, they weren't afraid to tell anybody about their faith. And so I would encourage all of our small groups, and ours is in the same boat. We have a very large group, but we always say there's always room for one more. And so you know all of you have families, you have friends, you have co-workers, you have lots of people that you mix and you talk to every day. And you know, they may not want to come to church, but they might be willing to come and eat lasagna and maybe just have a small Bible study. And so my encouragement to you as small group leaders especially is never think that your small group is too large and there's not room for one more because there's somebody out even in our church or someone out in the world that needs Christ. And it's our responsibility as leaders of small groups to actually inspire our people to do the same. So I hope that I've encouraged you. If you're not involved in a small group, I would, I would almost like to demand that you do, but I can't, obviously. But I would certainly encourage you, get involved, get signed up, get in one And I know that you'll be so glad that you did. Thank you. Slide of uh, Acts chapter 2 up there, please. It's funny, the Lord has laid upon us the exact same uh, passage. Um, I would like to challenge you. um, A lot of people are Sunday Christians. They come to church. And then if they say something like, where is the church? Well, when somebody asks you that, you say, "Uh, 111th in uh, Oklahoma, near the skate, the roller skating place. And um, both those questions and the the answer, the the question and the answer are inappropriate. Uh, Let me just say that uh, when you read a passage like this, uh, it's, it's really helpful to remember that these were people just like us, living under the same sun, walking around in the same world, facing the same temptations, the strengths and weaknesses that we all have. They had. We're alike. We deify, we glorify the early church. We shouldn't do that. It would people just like us. But look what they experienced The devotion, the fellowship, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, actually, the generosity, the acceptance, all those things that we really, really want that you really don't find on Sunday. You're not going to find the reality and and the substance and the meaning and the personal nature of Christianity here on Sunday morning. You know what? This is just a celebration. This is what God did... All this week, we're going to get together on Sunday morning. We're going to celebrate him and celebrate all the things that he accomplished. But if you've been around for a while, if you've read your Bible, if you've prayed, and if you've been a Christian for a little bit longer than usual, you're going to become dissatisfied. 
you're going to see the gap between the life that you lead and the life that God promises. You see, it isn't that we're too hard to please in the church. It's that we're too easily satisfied. There is so much more to the Christian life than we could ever experience in a church service. Matter of fact, I think if we uh, were to ask ourselves and be honest with ourselves about how we feel, we might ask ourselves something like this. I found Crosspoint. Where's the church? Because that is the church. And let me just uh, encourage you and maybe instruct you a little bit to say that this is not the church. You are the church. It is not a question of where is the church. Who is the church is the question. So now, where is the church? It's wherever you happen to be every day of the week. What is the church saying? What's the positions of the church? It's what you're saying. It's what you believe. What is the church doing? The church is doing what you are doing and whatever, wherever you happen to be doing it. And trust me, when you get together during the week, it helps make your faith relevant. It helps make your faith real. You need to think about things. You need to think about love. You need to think about accountability. You need to think about acceptance, faith, hope, joy. All of the the fruits of the Holy Spirit that we so desperately need and want in our lives is there for you. And I will tell you that the smaller the group, the greater the impact. The more personal your Christian experience, the more relevant and real it is to you. Is that what you want? See, a lot of people are satisfied with Sunday. test. (laughs) Sorry, John, you went too long. They cut you off. (laughs) No, you actually didn't go long at all. So, um, in regards to the question, um, why are small groups important? Uh, the, the thing that has always impressed me from scripture is all the one anothering verses uh, there, there's around 60 one-anothering verses or each other verses, verses that call us into relationship with one another. And so I just want to um, just give you a few of these real quick. Um, the first one, Romans 12.10, love one another. Uh, Romans 13.8, love each other. This whole command to love one another is repeated um, quite a bit. Romans 15.14, instruct one another. Galatians 5.13, through love, serve one another. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another. Uh, Colossians 3.16, admonish 
one another. First Thessalonians 4.18, encourage one another. First Thessalonians 5.11, build one another up. Hebrews 10.24, stir up one another to love and good works. James 5.16, confess your sins to one another. And once again, James 5.16, pray for one another. First Peter 4.9, uh, show hospitality to one another. So if, if you just stop and reason for a moment in light of these verses, then, then you realize that authentic Christianity has to do more uh, about or, or has to do with more than what we do here on a given Sunday. So if you're, if you're looking to have that holistic uh, experience that, that the New Testament promotes, then, then I think you have to reach out beyond just what takes place here in the large gathering. So in my mind, um, the church experience or the Christian experience it is this. It's coming together as a large group. It's, it's worshiping together, which I love. I love being in worship with you guys and praising the Lord together. I love hearing the word preached. And, and I love being taught and challenged uh, from the pulpit. I, I love the exchanges that I have with you on a Sunday. But let's face it, those are by and large superficial. I mean, on occasion, you know, we, we can sit down and talk and have an extended time. Uh, but that, that's kind of rare. The opportunity for that is, is slim. On the other hand, um, authentic Christianity has to do with, um, with, with getting small, you know. So if we call this the big part, we need to get small. We need, we need to dial it down and we need to, to, to have relationships with one another. We need to build those relationships so that we can really get down to the nitty gritty, if you will of life. And, and so for us, that happens in and around small groups. So small groups are simply a vehicle. I think they're a good vehicle because I think a lot of Christianity happened in the New Testament church in and around small groups. I mean, that, that's what the church was then. There were small house churches. So I, I think we've got a really good vehicle, a good complementary vehicle of how it happened in the early days. But, but it's, it's just a vehicle and, and it's the vehicle we want you to ride in. We want you to get in so that, so that you can get small and, and have relationships and build relationships with one another and, and, and do the commands of one anothering. They are commands. We're called to this. Our Christianity is not simply an individual experience. It is a communal experience as well. We're called to live in community with one another. Now, that, that's the, the grounds for small groups, I think, at least in, in what I'm sharing in this uh, brief presentation. But let me say, uh, on the practical side of things, um, small groups are weird. I mean, it, um, I think there's some people that gravitate to that setting. I do not. Now, that might seem weird to you because I'm a talker. And you would think, you know, you're a social guy. It shouldn't be a problem for you. And it's not in, in one sense. I mean, I can talk to anybody. I can talk all day long if you let me. And I, I, I will, actually, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but 
that small group setting is just weird for me. I just, in one sense, I don't like it. You know, I, I feel I'm too close to people. I feel I'm exposed. You know, it's like now they're going to learn more about me. I think one of the problems is I have a perfectionistic sort of tendency. And so, you know, perfectionists kind of want to keep their world neat and tidy and, and don't want to expose themselves to others and they don't want their flaws seen, right? So that, that's me. So I, I'm not an easy small group person. I'm not. And I think, to be honest, if I wasn't pushed, or I should say nudged, uh, to be in a small group, I probably wouldn't be. But the, the Word of God nudges me. My brothers here at, at Cross Point nudge me. And I believe in it. I know I need to do it. So, But it's, it's not natural for me. And, not, and then we start this group. And, and some of you guys are here. I see you. Wave your hands. Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all a good-looking bunch. Um, see, we all kind of sit over here in this vicinity, right? That like we, we flock together now. But we start this group. We're like partway into our second year. And, and so here we go. New group, new people. Do, do, do. You know, what do you do? Well, we just, you know, we just do what we do. We keep coming. And, and then the other night, we were all together at Clint and Nicole's. And we're, we're having a meal. And I'm just sitting back going, this is awesome. This is wonderful. I mean, the progress that, that we've made and the growth that we've, we've experienced and the togetherness that's being established. And, and my thought was, you know, it is awkward for me. But my thought was, thank you, Lord, uh, that I didn't give up. Of course, I lead the group, so I can't. But... <laughs> But thank you, Lord, that I didn't quit. Thank you, I didn't give up. You know, like, okay, now I can see this, I can see this getting bigger and better. And so I I share that story to just to say to you as an encouragement that there may be some of you that are just like me. And you're like, eh, that's a little too sticky for me, a little too weird. Um, You know, Don said there's 78% of you, I think it was 78, that are in small groups. Is that right? So, for the most part, I'm preaching to the choir. You're already in small groups, but maybe you're kind of riding that fence, and you feel that weirdness and that awkwardness, and you just need to be encouraged to keep going. Just keep going. Don't give up. Don't stop. Because this is, you know, i got to believe this is not just a human human venture. This God is in this to help you. Build relationship and if, if, if relationships, and if you'll just lean on him, I would just look to him in your awkwardness and weirdness. Pray to him, say, God, help, help me. I, you know, I'm not that good at being in a relationship with, with folks. So please help me, and God will help you by His Holy Spirit. Just hang in there. Just, just stick with it. And if you're not in a group, you know, you know, just do it. Just do it. Just, just. Throw caution to the wind and sign up (laughs) and just do it. Just do it. I guarantee you, again, there's a weirdness to it, but I guarantee you after a while, you'll be so happy you did. Um, One final thing, something that's very important too. I don't know where you're at in in your church experience, but one thing that I've found is that it takes two. It takes two. Like, if you're wanting more out of your church than, than step up and begin to uh, 
give more of yourself. And you'll find that what you're looking for is, is going to grow and develop as you do that. Uh, that is, that is so, so true. You get out of it what you give in, in, in that sense. So let me encourage you. Take, take the step. Um, as Dave said, there's new groups that are, that are forming a one group in particular. I think there's another group that could use some new members. And then, um, as Don said, there's always a cheer wherever. I mean, if you want to join my weird group, you can. Um, or, or, you know, whoever, but whatever you do, please take, take that step. Uh, You will not regret it. Thank you. Thank you, Phil and John and Don. So glad you guys could share this morning. I love that. Um, as we close our service this morning, um, I actually will have Aaron come up here real quick. He didn't know I was going to ask him to do this, but um, Aaron Alcorn, his wife Tammy, are going to be hosting a new group, uh, and I just wanted to let you see him. He's not weird, right? He's not a weird-looking guy. Uh, this is Aaron Alcorn. Aaron, um, tell us a little bit about your group, like when you guys are meeting and where you're located and anything else you want people to know. Yeah, so uh, we live in Greendale, um, which is a, a small little community, but uh, we meet on Saturdays. And we're thinking about meeting every other Saturday. So right now, uh, we're thinking the first and third Saturday. But we're very open to kind of changing that to the second and fourth and kind of understanding the needs of the group and adapting uh, to it. Um, and if, if you're interested and you, you join this group um, and you want to host, that's something that we're also very interested in and uh, would love for people to, to come and just get to uh, know us. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Aaron. Just wanted to get to know where you guys are going to meet and when and everything like that. Um, so if you want to talk to Aaron after the service, that's great. Otherwise, I just want to point out one more time to grab one of these, fill it out. If you have questions, maybe you're not available on Saturdays. That's okay. Uh, we have groups that meet almost every other day of the week. Um, maybe I don't know if we have any Sunday night groups, but I think every other day of the week. We have groups that meet, and we will, we will do our best to help you find a group that works, fits with your schedule, and all of that. It's really important to us. Please fill this out and uh, drop it in one of the buckets on the back table before you leave today. You can just stay up here with me. It's fine. Um, everyone else can stand up, and I'm just going to share with you one last scripture. We're going to close with the benediction this morning from Colossians chapter 3. Um, This is one of those one another passages, and this is just an awesome passage of scripture to encourage us as we leave here today. Here's what it says. Please bow your heads with me. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God.
the Father. God, as we close our service today, be with us and go before us, God, as our defender, and let us sing your praises all week. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Have a great week.